Welcome to Episode 2 of the Wake Coast Podcast with Joanne the Life Coach. Hi, it's Joanne Philomena from JoanneTheLifeCoach.com. Today I want to jump right in and talk about the two things I promised you on the last podcast, going into the hunger scale and going into fuel foods. These are two powerful tools that will help you learn a little more about your eating habits and where your hunger actually is. The hunger scale is fantastic. A lot of us that have fought our weight our whole life and done a lot of different diets have really become disconnected from knowing when our body is actually hungry or actually had enough food satiated. Hunger is something that a lot of us have been missing for a lot of years because we just don't let ourselves get hungry. We're always eating. The hunger scale, and you may have seen hunger scales being presented by other diets, other plans, other books. We're going to use it a little differently, though. The hunger scale, if you draw a line on a piece of paper, And in the middle of that line, draw a notch and put a zero there. That's absolute neutral. You're not hungry. You're not full. You're just neutral at zero. And then to the right of the zero, write plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five, all the way up to plus ten. And to the left of the neutral zero in the middle, write minus one, minus two, minus three, minus four, all the way up to minus 10. And now you have your hunger scale. Plus 10 on the plus side is stuffed full Thanksgiving dinner where you need to just lie on the floor, maybe unbutton your pants, or you're thinking, I just got to get out of these clothes. That is a plus 10 on the hunger scale. Minus 10, minus 10 is starving. You may have never, ever even been to minus 10. That's completely empty, starving. Maybe you haven't eaten for a couple days. The place you want to be on the hunger scale is between minus two and plus two. Now, what that will do is that will start getting you in touch with your body signals, and it takes some learning. Minus two is not rumbling hunger. Minus two is not geez, I've got to get home and eat something before I faint. (laughs) That's usually where I get to when I get hungry. If I allow myself to get that hungry, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to eat all the way up to a plus six, plus seven on the hunger scale. I'm going to overeat because I'm overcompensating for how hungry I was. When you start coming off of zero, And you hit minus one. Minus one is the tiniest whisper from your body, letting you know that you're going to need to eat soon. You might start feeling a little lethargic. You might start feeling a little hollow. When you get to minus two, you might even get a rumble, but not a full stomach growling. Just a little rumble. That's time to eat something. 
We used to be so naturally in tune with our body as kids, we knew when we hit a minus two and looked for food. When you eat, you want to eat from that slight rumble back up to that tiny whisper, back to zero where you're totally neutral. You're not hungry anymore, but you're not satisfied. And then you want to go to plus one and then you want to go to plus two. Plus two is just satisfied. You're not full. You still feel really light and energetic. You could go out and take a walk. You could bend down and tie your shoes without feeling like your stomach's too full to do that. Plus two is just satisfied. And you might even need to slow down your eating a little bit to catch plus two. A lot of um, satiation is not from the feeling of fullness in your stomach. Satiation is when that food starts to leave your stomach and goes into your small intestine. And it's there that certain things, like if you've eaten a good fat, when that gets into your small intestine, your body creates a chemical that's called CCK for short. And that goes to your brain and it hits your satiated center in your brain to tell your body that you're good. So you're not going to get that from the food being in your stomach. It has to have a chance to start emptying into your small intestine before your brain tells your body, whew, we're good. So pay attention to how you think your body feels at minus two. And how does your body feel at plus two? How does your body feel at zero? And how do you know if you really stopped at plus two? I'll tell you how you know. If you eat to plus two, you should start to feel like you're approaching minus two again within about two and a half hours, three hours. You'll be ready to eat again. That means you're going to end up eating about six times a day. Because every three hours or so, you're going to hit minus two and you're going to need some food. You can get up in the morning, check in, you're at minus two, eat a little something till you get to plus two. You should be good for about two and a half, three hours. Then you're going to want a mid-morning snack, something that's going to satisfy you, take you back up to plus two until lunchtime. If you get up in the morning and you eat to what you think is plus two, and now you're hitting 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and you're still not finding minus two again, you ate beyond plus two. Maybe you ate to a plus four. Write this down. Start journaling it. Not a food journal where you're counting points or you're counting calories or you're beating yourself up over what you ate. A food journal so that you can keep track of where you thought plus two was and where you felt you were a few hours after that. And did you maybe end up eating to plus four and you didn't get hungry right away? You start judging it this way. You can start learning your body. You can start seeing by writing your foods down in a journal and where you thought you were on the hunger scale when you started eating and where you thought you were when you stopped. You're also going to see when you're most likely to overeat. You're going to see when 
emotions might be affecting when you eat. So go through at least a few days. I keep a journal all the time. It's just, I love it. I can journal not just my food, but my thoughts, what was going on with my day. You know, if I really came, the wheels came off for me and I reverted to old habits, I can journal that and look at the thoughts that I was thinking around that. Make six notes for yourself. Meal one, meal two, meal three, all the way down through meal six. Jot down how you were feeling before you started eating, where you thought you stopped on the hunger scale. Maybe even note later if you went too long before feeling hungry again, it might have been too much or if it was perfect. And how the food felt in your body. Did it weigh you down? Did you still feel energized? You're going to start learning your body's signals so that you learn how this wonderful machine you've been given operates. There's your operating manual. And we knew this. Like I said, we knew this as kids. We knew when we were getting a little hungry. We knew when to stop eating. If you watch kids eat, they'll have a plate of food. They'll pick through it. They'll pick the things out that are going to feel best in their body. And when they're done, they're done. You can try to tell them to clean their plate and they're going to fuss about it because now, no, they're ready to get away from the table and go play. And they haven't eaten so much that they don't want to go play because it's going to be uncomfortable to squat down or to bend down and get their toys. They still feel light and energetic. I guarantee you, you let them leave the table when they think they're done instead of when you think they should be done. And they're going to run off and grab their toys and they're still going to be just as full of energy, maybe even a little more energized because of what they ate. It's a beautiful thing. That's how our body should operate for us. That's how you want your body to operate for you. So work with that hunger scale. Try to find your body signals. It can be a little daunting at first, but you'll get there. The other thing I want to discuss is fuel food and the different types of eating that will relate to your levels of hunger There's four different types of eating. First of all, there's fuel. And that's the food that takes care of your body. That's the food that sustains you. You don't feel heavy eating it. You feel energized eating it. And it satiates you for a long enough period of time before you're going to eat again. Almost everybody instinctively knows what their fuel food is. If you're telling me it's M&M's, you're off the mark. (laughs) Not that M&Ms don't have a place in our life. They certainly have a place in my life. But you will instinctively be able to find your fuel food. Another type of eating, and this is my guilty one, is fog eating. Fog eating is when you go on autopilot. Maybe you're sitting in front of the TV. You've got your box of bunny grams. I like friends, not on TV, my bunny grams, and you are just kind of going hand to mouth. And maybe you notice the first couple little bunny grams you throw in your mouth. But after that, you're not really paying attention until suddenly your hand is scrambling in the bottom of the box and you realize, 
gosh, I've polished off the rest of those. It's fog eating. It's like you're cheating on yourself because you didn't taste most of it. You weren't even aware that you were putting those in your mouth most of the time. You were engrossed in a television show. What a waste. What a waste of putting food in your body. What a waste of adding calories to your day that you didn't even get to enjoy. That's what fog eating is. And it's so easy to fall into that trap. Start to try to pay attention to when you are putting food in your mouth. Don't sit down with the whole package of anything because it's very easy to slip into that fog eating. If you're going to have a treat food, you want to have a little joy and it's your last eating to two plus of the night, get a little small, tiny bowl with counted out number of bunny grams and enjoy those bunny grams. Don't let yourself go into a fog so that you're not even tasting them. Storm eating. Storm eating is binge eating. It's that out of control. I never had storm eating until I was dieting and dieting severely. My body eventually will rebel against the lack of food and I'll find myself in a full-blown binge, usually in the evening and I'm in the kitchen and it's not fog eating because I know, I know what I'm doing. I know full well what I'm doing. I can't stop what I'm doing. I'm eating salty. I'm eating sweet. I'm eating salty. I'm eating sweet. I'm back in the refrigerator. I'm looking for what's next. I'm eating cheese and my mind is racing ahead to what's the next thing I'm going to get. It's like a runaway train and I can't stop it. The only way I can stop it is if I set everything down, turn off the lights and go to bed. Because if I fall asleep, I can stop binging. That is a storm. A storm is valuable because it, again, is going to teach you about yourself. If you write it all down and write down what you were thinking at the time, how you were feeling at the time, just journal that all out. Do a whole thought download about it. A thought download. Sit down with a pad of paper and start writing down your thoughts one after the other around the binge eating and just write as fast as you can so that you're not trying to stop and think and analyze. You're just putting every thought that comes into your head down on paper, do it for a couple minutes and then stop. By then you'll probably have a pretty full page of thoughts. And those are thoughts that you can look back at objectively and see what was going on in your head at the time that you were binging. Because trust me, when you're binging, you're not paying attention to exactly what's going on in your head or what your feelings are. This is why you're binging. You're just racing against all that stuff. Get it out on paper. The last kind of eating, which is delightful, is joy eating. And we should all have some joy in our lives every day. Different kinds of joy. Certainly you can have your joy food if not a little bit each day, eat from your fuel foods throughout the week. And then one day a week, just go for it with that one particular joy food that you're really wanting. Joy eating should be planned well ahead of time. If there's something you're really wanting, you're thinking, oh, I'm dying for M&Ms. Plan it 24 hours in advance. Make yourself have a 24 hour window 
so that when you joy eat, it's a planned event. It's not a knee-jerk reaction to something. And think to yourself, okay, tomorrow night, not late at night, but maybe at your very last meal of the evening, you're going to include some M&Ms. You're still going to stop at plus two on the hunger scale. So maybe you're not even eating that whole package of M&Ms. You might eat half of them after you've eaten some fuel food and then put a rubber band around that little package and throw it back in the drawer for the next day if you want to have some M&Ms after dinner again. Plan it. Don't eat past plus two. But joy eating, there has to be room for joy eating. 10%, about 10% of your intake can be joy foods. Now, fuel foods, fuel foods, sit down, start making a list right now. Think about all the things that you can eat that are satisfying. It satiates you. It doesn't weigh you down. It's not making you feel overly full or heavy. Shouldn't make you feel lethargic. Look at the food. Write down what the food is. Think, is it healthy by your standards? We know this stuff. We don't need somebody else to tell us what eating right means. Most of us know what it means to eat right. So is it healthy by your standards? Does it satiate you for at least two hours? If you eat it when you're a minus two, does it hold you for a couple of hours? Does it give you energy? Do you feel energetic after eating it? And is it easy to stop eating at plus two? Or is it something that's going to trigger compulsive eating, something you're just going to want to keep eating and eating and eating? If it's something that's going to trigger some compulsion, it probably shouldn't be on your, your fuel list. And if you are aware, if you've dieted a lot in the past, Ask yourself, do you gain, lose, or maintain weight when you eat that food pretty regularly? You may already have good instinctive knowledge of this. All the clients that I've ever asked to tell me just spontaneously before I even introduce them to the concept of fuel foods, what their fuel foods are, they all come up with a beautiful list a beautiful list of foods, usually some nice proteins, some vegetables, some decent fats, even cheese. Amazingly, few people tell me fruit. Surprising. Fruit isn't really necessary. Fruit is sugar. Fruit is carbs. And if that's not something that's going to sustain you, then maybe it shouldn't be in your fuel list. Nobody's telling me the really carby foods. No one is saying, you know, French fries are their fuel. <laughs> Not dissing on French fries. French fries are a real joy and they fall into the joy eating category. But generally, French fries are going to make you feel a little weighed down. So start assessing the foods that you feel are your fuel foods. And as you're eating from minus two to plus two on the hunger scale, start judging how those foods sustained you and you'll start learning even more what's a fuel food and what's 
not serving you, what's not satiating you, or what's weighing you down. You want to feel good throughout your entire day. You want to feel energetic and light. You don't want to feel tired. You don't want to feel heavy. You don't want to feel lethargic. You want to be able to reach down and tie on your walking shoes without feeling like, ugh, <laughs> ugh in your gut because you've eaten too much. So this is your job for the next few weeks to get in tune with your hunger, explore your fuel foods, write this down, get yourself a little journal so that you can start noting your minus two to plus two and how those foods are making you feel. You may surprise yourself. And in the meantime, you're going to develop what the perfect list of foods for your body is. Listen to your body. It knows better than anybody else. It's not something someone else can tell you what you should be eating. It's something that you will learn what you should be eating. So I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast today. I've enjoyed doing this and I'm really excited about future podcasts. Go ahead and rate my podcast. Take a minute on iTunes and give me a review. I would love that. I do this for free. I'm sharing with you tools that I teach my clients. So take a moment, give me a review on iTunes and go ahead and visit my website. You'll find me at www.joannethelifecoach.com. That's Joanne, J-O-A-N-N, thelifecoach.com. Until next time.